Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of the day's message is Getting Your Momentum Back. Before I get into the message this week, I wanted to share with you, I work also at Bethel Church. I, we have Igniting Hope Ministries, but I'm on staff at Bethel Church Reading in the Bethel Leaders Network Department of Bethel. And that's the place where leaders or emerging leaders who say, Bethel's my tribe, my family, and you want to connect in a deeper level. We have different levels of access to that. Just do an online search if you're interested. Bethel Leaders Network. And there's good things there. I love it. I love what we're a part of. I believe that network of leaders is one of the most important networks around the world. (laughs) Hey, here we go. Getting your momentum back. And I love the story in 2 Kings 4. Spoke about it many times. It says this in verses 1 and 2. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Now, people who are stuck in life tend to focus on two things. Number one, what they have lost. And number two, negative things they believe are coming in their life. And they are also likely to devalue what they already have. This was true for the widow in what we just read in 2 Kings 4. The widow spoke out of her unresolved disappointment and her fear. I had a good husband. I had prestige and security. The creditor is coming. My sons will be taken away. Now, Elisha's response to the widow's pleas was almost certainly not what she expected. Consider what he did not do. He did not give her money. He did not pray for her, as far as we know. He did not preach her a sermon. He did not rebuke the devil. He did not suggest she go to a financial planner. What the prophet did was bring a long-term solution through revelation. When we encounter a prophetic culture, we will have our eyes opened to what we have, who we are, what our potential is, and our eyes open to seeing God's promises. And I love this. It's a a prophetic culture is so important. It's one of the core values of the kingdom. We pastored for many years in a gold mining community in Nevada, near Las Vegas, and they moved hundreds of tons of dirt a day, but nobody ever talked about dirt. They talked about gold. And even in prophetic culture, prophetic culture sees the gold in people. 
sees who they already are, sees what they have, or helps open up an open heaven over people to be able to see that for themselves. Now, prophetic ministry helps us take our eyes off of what we think we don't have and causes us to see what we already have. Let me say that again. Prophetic ministry, I know there's so many of you who are listening, you operate in prophetic ministry. Prophetic ministry helps us take our eyes off of what we think we don't have and causes us to see what we already do have. Now, in this hour we live in, it's so important that we're around the prophetic. By the way, there's people who are listening and you don't know you operate in the prophetic, and you probably do. There's people listening who are going to embrace the prophetic culture. I love Chris Vallotton at Bethel Church here. He has got some great teachings on the prophetic. Dano McCollum is another person that I highly recommend for insight on the prophetic. It's the gift out of all the spiritual gifts. It is the one, according to 1 Corinthians 14, 1, it says, follow after love, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophesy. Go after all the gifts of the Spirit, but especially prophecy. Because when you go after that and you begin to learn how to function in it, it is something we learn to do and we attach faith to do, then we become the Elishas in people's lives. Now, I'm going to finish the story here in a moment because it leads it in a good direction. But prophetic ministry right now is needed probably more than need time. Because of media and social media, we live in a time where those who feed on that will build faith for what they don't have. The widow here built faith for what she didn't have. She was focusing in on what she lost and focusing in on what she feared she was going to lose in the future. And social media causes us to believe we don't have enough in possessions, enough in good looks, enough in accomplishment. The have-nots are watching the supposed haves and are receiving the message that they are inferior or that they are at a disadvantage in their lives. Let me say that again. The have-nots are watching the supposed haves and are receiving the message that they are inferior and that they are at a disadvantage in life, which is a lie. Now, when the prophetic ministry comes, those beliefs, those lies of being at a disadvantage because we don't have enough possessions, don't have enough good looks, don't have enough accomplishments, don't have enough intelligence, those lies begin to crumble. Now, if you feel stuck and at a disadvantage, hear these words from me. You already have something, which is the key to breakthrough and momentum in your life. You already have something, which is the key to breakthrough and momentum in your life. It might be a gifting, an idea, a skill, a relationship, or something else. Say with me out loud, I already have it. 
I already have it. And that's what Elisha said to the widow. Tell me, what do you have? What do you have in the house? What do you have? That's my question for you. What do you have? She started off by saying, I don't, I have nothing. But again, under the prophetic anointing, and I believe even this podcast has a prophetic anointing on it. Under the prophetic anointing, her eyes were taken off of what she thought she didn't have, what she was at a disadvantage about, what she was inferior about. And her eyes were taken off that to the oil. I have nothing except a little oil. Now let's go on in 2 Kings 4, verse 3. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Yeah, let me just say this. Yeah, nothing but a little oil. And I didn't read the part where go borrow vessels from your neighbors. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons then pour it into all these vessels and set aside the full one. So she went from him, shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. Well, by the way, I'm hearing that the Lord is releasing right now to those listening to this podcast, supernatural debt cancellation. This is a testimony right here of supernatural debt cancellation. God is not limited to your employment, not limited to who you currently know, he goes way beyond. It's called supernatural. I believe it's going to happen for you. Now, I love it. She got, she paid off her debt, was told to live off the rest. Now, breakthrough happens when we start putting faith in what we have. Breakthrough happens when we start putting faith in what we have and in what we do. The Bible says, despise not the day of small beginnings. I used to say, well, I can't wait till I do something great for you. And the Lord said, instead of waiting to do something great, why don't you do what you're doing right now with great faith and it will become great. Faithfulness is not just showing up. It's how you think when you show up. And one of my favorite declarations about putting faith in what we have is from Exodus 14. It's this declaration, my forward movement causes Red Seas to part. As I respond to the direction I believe God is leading, then I restart the momentum in my life and dramatically increase the likelihood of seeing miracles happen. Now, there's one more truth I want to share with you before closing this podcast. It's this. Debt with a purpose can sometimes be beneficial. Debt with a purpose can sometimes be beneficial. This woman's already in debt, and Elisha says, go borrow vessels from your neighbors. Basically saying, get into more debt. Now, I'm not telling you to get into more debt. I love listening to people like Dave Ramsey and others who help us get out of debt and stay out of debt. But there's times where 
going into debt is not necessarily wrong. Now, it, it's scary to say this, but I, I wanted to put this out here because debt with a purpose can sometimes be beneficial. I've been in seasons in my life where I needed to go into debt by faith. I did not want to see a credit card or a loan as, as the answer or my source, but there were times I had to make this choice. Now, I believe that, and we have seen in our own life, where we have had a core value that we are not going to depend on debt. And we've made declarations. We are debt-free people. We don't use debt. But there's times in the past where we had to use it. Right now, I, I want to testify, we have very little debt. The only debt we have is on our house. And we have a 10-year loan on our house that we have made and uh, we are paying that off, paying extra principal as well on that. And it's a fruit of, of listening to Dave Ramsey and et cetera. But, but somebody need to hear this, that there are times where we will go into debt by faith. It's, it's like, I, I don't wanna depend on medicine in my life. I don't wanna depend on medicine in my life and I'm believing there's time there's a time in my life those that I influence where we're not going to need medicine or not going to need to see the doctor but I'm not condemned or in guilt because I have I take medicine or see a doctor for things or whatever but I'm believing I'm not going to have to in my future I believe those are how we're supposed to believe because when we pray thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven the more the kingdom comes, the less we're going to depend on the natural realm and we're going to be functioning out of the supernatural. I just say, Holy Spirit, just take this and, and just give wisdom to those listening. And there's times where we may need to overcommit in our time, in our money, or our emotional energy in certain seasons as we seize a moment of opportunity of breakthrough that's before us. Wow. In conclusion, we get our momentum back by allowing the prophetic anointing to open our eyes to what we've already have. It will cause us to look up and see that the fields are white for harvest right now. John 4:35. We will see there is something to partner with right now to enable us to get unstuck and into Red Sea opening forward movement. Hey, we believe our Igniting Hope family are people doing great things and are stepping into even greater things. You have a hope and a future in front of you and the obstacles to your promised land have fallen. The Lord is releasing tools and keys right now to you who are listening to get your momentum back and step into the extraordinary plans God has for you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. A little longer than normal, but... I just got excited to talk about. Remember, we here at Igniting Hope are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You don't need strength at the end of the battle. You need strength in the middle of a battle. Pretty much for everybody listening today, today doesn't seem like a day to walk in radical joy too much negative news on media, 
still there's still unresolved relational things, maybe family things. There's promises still to be possessed. Joy in a more convenient season, I will call for you. I will be joyful when all of that isn't happening. Ha! <laughs> no, we need joy today. Hey, if you like these podcasts, why don't you tell somebody else about it? Hey, and Merry Christmas. Here I'm recording this uh, 10 days or so before Christmas, and we bless you. Jesus is the reason for the season. A Savior was born, born joy to the world, and wise men still seek him. God bless you. Steve Backlin here. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.